Recorded live. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to AGP. As always, I am your host. I am Amanda Gillum, also known as Lady Vader 79, and we welcome you to another exciting episode of AGP. Now, of course, AGP would not be here if it wasn't for our amazing sponsors, so I'd like to give a moment to shout out to them. So, a big shout out to Hazza Productions and their all ages comic, Tina Put It in Jelly. Dot comics and they're all ages comic. Our Superman, where yours truly is the inspiration for the superhero ghost hunter. Good, smart mouth, always wanting to be behind any lines type superhero. And of course, we want to give a shout out to Mark Kidwell, um, Images 68 creator. A huge shout out to the Champion City Comic Con, which will be coming to you fall 2017. A huge shout out to UVN, the Underground Video Network, bringing you video and audio podcasts for the last 15 years. And, of course, we want to give a shout-out to Sean Forney Illustration and their independent comic, Scarlet Huntress. And last but not least, to the Gem City Comic Con, coming to you April 1st to 2nd at the wonderful Dayton Convention Center in Dayton, Ohio. Do not miss out. AGP is only not going to be at one, but two panels at that wonderful convention. And you can get your tickets online right now at GemCityComicCon.com. And speaking of Gem City Comic Con, I have two people who are going to be there celebrating Gem City Comic Con with me. So I want to give a huge shout out to my wonderful guest, Miss Annie Erskine and Mr. Clint. I always want to say Waters. Or I want to say Black instead of Waters, but I know it's actually Waters, Mr. Clint Waters. <laughs> welcome, you guys, to AGP. Hey. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. How, how can I say no to people who play video games, watch Gem and the Holograms, and uh, I have to say, Cartoon Network? Holy crap. I don't think I've met anybody who has had any association with Cartoon Network ever, other than my fascination with, like, half of the cartoons that are on there, except for Teen Titan Goes. I'm not really into that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have to know anybody who actually liked the original Teen Titans looks at Teen Titan Goes and goes, no. Yeah, see, I, I, that's where I differ. I like them both. I just, yeah, I, think I don't they... know. I, I get it. It's quirky, and it is very kid-focused, but I just, mm. I really, it, I don't know. Because you know that the Robin in this is supposed to be Dick Grayson, because they mention that it is, because he becomes Nightwing. This Robin in Teen Titan Ghost just doesn't have that Dick Grayson to for me. Well, I mean, mm. you know, Raven dances around and, you know, I'm pretty sure Beast Raven Boy... smiles way too much in this. Like, exactly. Like, I mean, she... is to be a satire and just, like, screw around and at this point almost troll the original fans, in my opinion. But, like, <laughs> I think it's fun and, you know, just kind of, if you just kind of, like, sit back and are like, you know what, I'm just going to take this at face value and just kind of like take it as a different version of something and maybe it's not for me, but that doesn't make it necessarily terrible. Mm. I need to say I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, well, it's just, I, I just, hey, these boys spot on, so mm. <laughs> you can't really mess up that character. <laughs> you can make him serious. <laughs> Horrifying. But, oh, but I like Beast Boy. I don't know. There's just if I could get away with being as wacky as him in public every day, I would. But it doesn't quite work that way. Like I get frowned upon if I try to be him in public. <laughs> uh, I really like his representation and uh, Young Justice. I haven't finished it yet, so no spoilers. But I really enjoy how they present him and his origin in Young Justice. I think that's really cool. Young Justice is one of the best cartoons out there, and I you need to hurry up and finish it because you know they're bringing it back. Oh yeah. Yes, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I uh, I so actually excited. I haven't seen Young Justice yet because at the time when it had come out, uh, I was interning at Cartoon Network, and I was I was really pissed off that it was not the original roster from Young Justice because I was a huge Young Justice comics fan, like. Arrowette was one of my one of she was my bae, and then <laughs> replaced her with uh who did they what, what was the Arrow girl in the actual show Artemis Artemis yeah. yeah you replaced her with her but they gave her a similar costume so they kind of like merged them together but either way like it really bothered me so like I I know it's a good show I just I haven't quite been able to let go of that 
character change yet. <laughs> mm. I, I feel you there. I do. Big shout out to Christopher Jones, who used to, who was writing Young Justice. Amazing mm-hmm. guy. Amazing comic. Mm. Oh, yeah. And speaking of comics, you guys work for a comic company, which, Annie, you are the founder of and the lead artist. And, Chris, you're the writer of it called Ionic Comics. Right. Tell me a little bit about Ionic Comics and the type of comics that you guys represent there. Uh, Clint, I'll let you answer that one. Awesome. (laughs) Um, So Ionic Comics, it's really small. It's literally just three of us at the moment. Um, It's myself, Amy, and her wife, Joy, which if Joy is listening, hi, I love you. Um, (laughs) Hi, Joy, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Um, but right now we are producing uh, Variants, uh, which is the overarching title for our series that we're making. And this one in particular that we're releasing uh, page by page every Friday on Tapastic and Comet Fury. Uh, this one is called Stripes. It's Variant Stripes, and it focus, focuses particularly on uh, Sam who is a variant, which is the name of our, um, you know, we can't use mutants or metahumans or anything like that. Uh, So that's our our brand of superhero is a variant. Um, And she has to come out of retirement to stop this uh, villain that is destroying her hometown, which is Pearl City, or not her hometown, sorry, where she lives, uh, Pearl City, Florida. Um, So she has to come out kind of from the shadows out of retirement She's back in the limelight. She's dealing with that. Uh, she's having her personal life with her wife, Noelle. Um, and so all these things sort of kind of culminate together. Uh, it's 130 pages, I believe, altogether, right, Annie? 131. 131 <laughs> Bad pages all together. Uh, so we'll be releasing that well into, uh, you know, a year or two from now. So, um, so yeah, and that... Um, with that comic in particular, we're hoping to continue that series into the future. And overall, um, which, Amy, I'll let you speak on to this as well, but I know our overall goal is to release comics with characters that are representative, representative of women and LGBTQIA plus characters, uh, people of color, characters that you don't really see a whole lot of in comics or aren't necessarily the focus of a lot of comics in the mainstream. Uh, right. So we're hoping to just bring those characters up to the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, <laughs> like growing up, it was it was always kind of hard for me to, like, kind of place myself in, in, in a lot of these uh, comics that I would read and, like, there was only a, a few characters that I know that I really like, like resonated with really well. Um, but uh, and as a, as an adult, you know, when I came out of the closet, like I realized that there's such a lack of representation of, you know, LGBT in particular is kind of like where I started out as, and and then realizing, you know, it's not just LGBT. You know, it's like intersectionality is really important to me as a feminist, and mm-hmm. so it's like got to make sure to have representation of more than just myself as well. So that's where, you know, like uh, LGBT and women and people of color is our main focus there. Mm. Okay. And real quickly, because uh, I'm going to mess this up. Hold on. Let me pull this over quickly because I, <laughs> I, I never pronounce it right. <laughs> the LGBT. BT. For anybody who's listening who actually doesn't know what that stands for, because believe it or not, until I read your bio, I had to go and ask my sister, because I didn't know what it actually stood for. Could you tell them what it actually stands for? Yeah, it um, is lesbian, uh, gay, bisexual, transgender, and then there's also QIA+, which is uh, queer, intersex, asexual, and then the plus is just every everybody else who is not included in that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I honestly did it because, uh, okay, I, I have no problem with it, but I've always, I've been straight my entire life, my entire so life. <laughs> I don't pay attention to that. 
You know, it, the, things like that don't actually come up a lot in my conversations. And even though my sister is what I call an equal opportunist, because I don't know if she is. It, it, she is because she's neither she's neither straight she she's bi so I call that equal mm-hmm. opportunist but, you know it, it works I mean mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I wanted to make sure that you know if there's anybody else out there like me who may not have known what it was someone who actually is behind something like it could explain exactly what it was about yeah sure. totally and I think that's really important for us too is that. You know, we want to be um, representative. You know, we keep on using that word is that we just want to show everyone. You know, our comic isn't just for the people that we're representing. That idea is that it's a comic for everyone, is that, you know, you don't have to necessarily fall under the uh, LGBT umbrella to enjoy the work we make. Right. But it's always nice to see that people go outside the normal, where people have been, what has been considered the norm for so many decades now with comics. For the longest time, comics were always associated with superhero. It has to be Superman or Captain America or Spider-Man. And if you did get a female, she was either a minor role character or she, if she did have her own comic like Wonder Woman, Man, when they came up with her, they had some of the dumbest ways on how you can make her lose. Tie her, tie her up. That's how she loses her powers, really. <laughs> That's what you guys came up with. Just like, uh, okay. <laughs> I hope you already write that in today's day and age, because in today's day and age, that's called S&M, and people enjoy that. <laughs> that ain't going to work in today's society. <laughs> <laughs> But it's nice to see that people break out of the mold. I see many different types of color books, and I see so many different genders and races and different types of characters coming out that it's always nice to see something fresh and something new, which is what's great about the independent comic industry is because you guys have that ability to be creative and create these characters and the worlds that they live in. Right. Mm -hmm. And the world building is, like, one of our favorite parts about it, like, just, I remember, Clint, when we were trying to figure out, like, the superhero uh, title itself, like, the the word for superhero, like, we had a lot Mm. of fun just throwing out a bunch of different terms, and, like, we have, like, a document that breaks them down into (laughs) subcategories of, like, what kinds of variants there are, and and Mm. that kind of thing is really fun to me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely, and that, like, I've just had so much fun with um, that particular instance. is really fun for me because I remember um, we, or I think Amy had just said, like, we need whatever we call these people, you know, we, whatever we call the heroes. And so I think we had, um, I think, a bulleted list with, like, sub-letters and, like, sub-bullets and, like, <laughs> you know, we, like, oh, threw yeah. out words and, like, well, I like that word because of this. And, like, maybe not this word because maybe not, you know, maybe that doesn't, correspond with what we really want to say and so right. I love that just the sort of like the uh, cooperative process that we go through with writing and coming up with characters and stuff like that it's really cool I wish I had kept that document I deleted all the the <laughs> you ain't deleted so what were you thinking I know I know I usually don't delete like old stuff but like I guess I was trying to consolidate <laughs> <laughs> like I got set when my hard drive crashed, and I was like, "But you have your pictures everywhere else." Yeah, but there was this really funny meme, and now I can't find it. Get my hard drive working. <laughs> I don't want to delete anything <laughs> ever. <laughs> there's a, there's a hoarder in me. I don't let go. <laughs> I'm the same way. Honestly, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you should see my house. It looks like a comic book shop threw up in it. I just see more. You know, you have those collectors, and like they're like, okay, here's my house. Oh, this is such a cute house, and they have like one or two items, and then they have like the one mm. room. No, mine's everywhere. It's in the bathroom, <laughs> even. Like they, you walk into the bathroom, it's like she has toys in a freak. She has rubber duckies along the side of her bathtub. Mm. What is the matter with her? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that um, I just moved into a house with um, two of my best friends, and 
I was living with one of them already. So whenever we were packing up to leave, you know, um, my roommate at the time, Josh, he had his entire house packed up and ready to go, and it all fit into the living room. Meanwhile, everything that I had just in one room, in my bedroom, took up, like, the dining room and the kitchen and, like, some of the living room. It's just, like, like, I just had, you know, books and comics and games, just everything. You know, it's like that sort of, like, pack rat gene, I guess, where I can make things stack into, like, impossible, like, Jenga towers and stuff. Oh, that's part of the fun, right? When I moved here into this apartment, I moved from a three-bedroom, double-wide trailer in Florida to a one-bedroom apartment. (laughs) And my mom went, how did you get all of that in here? (laughs) And it doesn't look like you're supposed to be on an episode of Hoarders. I was like, that's called organization, mommy. I lived here in Ohio. I was born and raised in Cincinnati. I moved to Florida when I was 19, and I moved back back in 2012. And for those of you who are trying to keep math, yes, that puts me at 40. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised how many people, because I have the squeaky chipmunk voice. One person actually asked me if I was a 12-year-old boy just in puberty. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Nope. <laughs> I'm a 40-year-old squeaky chipmunk. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was packing to move to Florida, my mom came over to help me pack, and we looked at all my stuff, and my mom was like, I want to do something. So we moved everything from one part of my apartment to the side that was action figures, comic books, and everything else. And mm. that filled up my entire living room and my bedroom. And all of my actual stuff that wasn't comic book or nerd related fit in my itty bitty closet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and my mom just goes, I give up. There's no way. <laughs> and now at 40, my mom goes, I really give up. But it's just, it, I, I can't save you at this point. Nope. She's like, and she asked me, she's like, and what do you plan to do with this? You have no kids or anything. I was like, I'm going to get mummification legalized, and I'm going to have all this with me like they did with the Egyptians, and then, like, thousands of years when they dig me up. So I'm going to be like, they're going to be like, so this was considered rich back in the day. Okay, great. <laughs> so I know the two of you live in Kentucky, but how did the two of you guys meet? Well, it's actually funny, like, Clint, I don't know if you remember, but um, your friend Ashley, and, well, my friend, too, but yeah. <laughs> just your friend, but, like, she uh, she and I were hanging out, and she was like, hey, can my friend Clint come along, and are you okay with gay people? And I was like, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> so we had actually met, like, you know, six, seven years ago, and then, like, we met again when we both got a you know, we were both working at the same company in Bowling Green mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. But uh, I'm, I'm, I I'm had, still uh, just astonished. Are you okay with hanging out with gay people? Like, to me, that shouldn't even be a question. Well, it was funny because, like, at the time, you know, I, I was like, well, love love the sinner but hate the sin, you know, because <laughs> I didn't actually know that I was gay until I was, like, 23 years old. <laughs> mm. But, uh, um, I always knew there was something different about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's kind of the sad part, too, is that, you know, um, here in Bowling Green is that, like, I don't think it's necessarily unfriendly towards gay people, but we live in a place where it's just, like, I personally, I've had people tell me that I am the only gay person they've ever met or they've ever talked to. I'm the first person that they've, like, sat down and had an actual conversation with that was gay. Um, right. I mean, that's because in Kentucky, they're all inbred, so they don't know what gay means <laughs> is. <laughs> no. <laughs> no it's, my family is actually from Kentucky, so I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and that's, you know, it's a funny thing is just like, you know, we have, um, you know, we're from here, and so it's our, you know, it's our home, it's our homeland, so to speak, and, you know, we have this connection with it. But I know, like, at the same time, um, in Bowling Green especially, we're having to fight for, like, fairness ordinances and things like that that would protect um, LGBT people and people of color that, 
you know, those things aren't in place already. And it's well, just it is like, for people of color, but at the moment that does, it does not include LGBT. Uh, right. So we could yes. be kicked out of a restaurant or denied housing. Um, we could be fired from our jobs, all just on the grounds of, well, you're gay, and that's against my religion. Right. But, you know, that, See, these are the things that astound me. So what? You'd rather have the person be miserable and suicidal than to be happy. That makes absolutely no sense to me. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, like, that's kind sense. of why we have so many of these diverse characters in our comics, too, because mm. we want people to know, like, you know, it's okay. You know, here's it's it's not just a whole big wide world of straight characters. There's some characters here that you can connect with and you know, be part right. of. There's something for everybody. Yes. Totally. And I think that, too, is that we've made a point of um, our characters, a lot of our characters are gay or bi or um, genderless or multigender, you know, that kind of thing. But we don't necessarily focus on that. Yeah, you know, it's that they are a person first. You know, they are yes. their character first, and then these other things just happen to be part of their character, who they are. Right, and and that's the way that it's supposed to be. I mean, they're human. So, and and human aspects can be from many different things, from color to their religious beliefs to who they prefer to be with. And trying and going back to you know them telling you you can't because you're attracted to. That's like someone going, well, you can't be in here because you're not attracted to a woman, dude. That's the same thing to me. That is just as right. that would be like the same thing to me. I don't think people people need to learn to look at it as okay, you're forcing them to like someone that they don't like. That would be like you you me forcing you as a man to like another man when you don't, or me as a woman like another woman when I don't. It, but do you see mm. it now? Yeah, like, right. Uh, <clears throat> and that too, like I'm um... blooded wizard mouthfuls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we I think we we hope as well that we can um sort of show uh, maybe people that don't have exposure to um people that are sort of like in our demographic or the demographic of our characters sort of normalize it a little bit. Let them see just if they are characters that they're just, you know, people in this world that, you know, they're not that different, you know. Yeah, like, just because a character is gay doesn't mean that he's, like, this sassy, you know, like, <laughs> kind of person, you know. Like, oh, just, you just know. Because a, no. Just because a character is, is a lesbian doesn't mean she's just, like, this crazy butch person. Well, uh, you know, crazy butch. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, no, there's if you, if you think about it, if you think stereotypically, if a man is gay, he, like, wears his shirt all the way up and tie up in little sassy pink clothes, and, oh, my God, like, Carrie. And if it's a girl, she has to speak like this, and she has to speak like this. Why? It just kind of, sometimes people ask me, well, how do I write these characters, and how do I insert this kind of character into my universe without it being like me just trying to be politically correct. And I said one of the first things I tell people is the first thing you have to ask yourself is why not? And right. Like, so you say, why couldn't this character be gay? Does it actually change that much about them? And if mm. not, then make them gay because it's like representation is important. Visibility mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. Exactly. Um, to add on to that, how do you write a character like that? Like a person, like any other character you would ever write. <laughs> right. Write their background. <laughs> exactly. Write their interests. What makes them tick? That's your character. Mm. Not right. it's a gay character, it's a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah. Now, <laughs> See, the brain-to-the-mouth part of me works, which is why I'm a podcaster, but the brain-to-the-hand part doesn't work really well, which is why I'm not a writer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not a a writer either, which is why I was really glad that Clint was like, yeah, I'll help with your comic, and just (laughs) because my my writing is like, and then this happens, I guess, but I don't know how point A got to point (laughs) B. And Clint's like, oh, you mean like this. 
<laughs> yeah, there's a couple of drinks in between there, and the <laughs> details are a little fuzzy. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but if you look uh, at society nowadays, yes, there are still places that haven't fully embraced everything. But mm. you, there are some great things. Like, okay, Annie, you were you do some. Um, you're a freelance illustrator and designer for Cartoon Network, and a really great cartoon on Cartoon Network that experience that children absolutely love and they know these characters and they understand them, but they like them because their characters have to be Steven Universe. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Teen Titans Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I'm going with Steven Universe. I mean, no, I we Steven. all know the whole that. relationship between Rose, Steve's dad, and uh, Pearl. And we right. know how that all went around. But because they made them characters and made you like them first, the rest of that's just bridge under the water, and it actually moves the story along. For sure. I mean, it's one of the the best kid shows on the air right now, and I was mm. really, like, honored to get to work on it, like, just advertising assets for it. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was just really cool, and, you know, to draw the characters and know that they're being used. So, and that, that actually does bring me to a, que- a question for you, not to push you out, Clint. You're still involved. You could put your two cents in. But as soon as I mentioned you and I mentioned some of the stuff that you had worked on or being on the podcast, like half of my friends went goo goo gaga oh, as soon as I said Cartoon Network. Hmm. And when I told them that you were a freelance illustrator and designer, they're like, well, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> 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 so, would you tell them exactly what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, the first thing to note is, no, I do not work on the shows themselves. So I don't animate, I don't storyboard, I don't do the character designs for the show. Um, what I do is I create advertisements and advertising assets. So say, for example, they're launching a game. Um, a good example would be Soundtrack Attack, which is a Steven Universe game that's available for the iOS and Android. Um, they needed like the mm-hmm. title screen kind of edited to be uh, for an advertisement, and they needed poses of the characters doing, like, dances from the show, but they didn't have these poses drawn, like, existing already as, as vector images. So they, they had me draw these poses, poses, so I send them the sketches, and then they say, yeah, that's good, and then I vectorize them so they can be used at billboards or just whatever, and so I do things like that. Um, I do uh, app application icons, game logos. Um, I did a few things for a website called Scratch, which teaches kids how to code. And in this particular instance, they were using characters from Cartoon Network. So just lots of stuff like that. Um, it's super, super fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. I mean, you may not get to actually do anything that comes with the show themselves that airs a cartoon, but you're still somewhat associated with the shows because you're helping them with their promotions. For sure. And, like, I love animation, but I've never had an interest in, like, being an animator or a storyboarder. Like, I like doing comics, but animation to me is something that I love to watch, but not something I love to do. So I am doing exactly what I like to do, to be honest. And. <laughs> mm. That's because time we're doing animation takes a lot of drinking and coke to stay awake. Pretty much. (laughs) Nothing against animators, but I would never want your job. Okay, so we're going to draw this one, and then I need you to draw one slightly different from this. Oh, my God, no. No. That's like trying to do stop-motion animation. No. I don't have that type of patience. My wife Mm. knows how to animate. She was um, an animator for a small game company for a while and like even seeing the things that she did like she worked mostly in Unity and Flash and and I was just like uh <laughs> <laughs> no I don't wanna <laughs> Oh no anybody thinks that when I say Coke I meant like Coke I was talking like Diet uh, Coke because like that's my go to caffeine for everything. <laughs> nice. In case you don't listen to AGP I drink Diet Coke just for the taste of it. Because the only two things in this world that I will drink is Diet Coke and tequila. So, and they don't let me drink tequila at work for some reason. So, man, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Do you know how much easier my job would be if I could just drink tequila all day? 
Sum it up. What's on it? It's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of, since I already talked a little bit to Annie, Clint, you have also a comic book of your own that's already been, that you've done, correct? Oh, no. Uh, Variance is actually my first one. There was something, what was it that, hold on, I mean, I know I have a note here. Where would it go? It disappeared. Where's my note go? Oh, that's because my cat just, what was it? Sorry, my cat literally just jumped up on the desk and knocked my things off of my desk. <laughs> oh, I have, okay, you have to understand, I have two dogs, three cats, and three sugar gliders. So, yeah, my stuff Aww. sometimes gets everywhere. Um, <laughs> I know you're into Young Justice, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and mm. Stripes is your, yeah, Variant Stripes is your first completed comic book. Sorry, that's what I was. But <laughs> you collect Yes, yeah, actually, uh, that's yeah. one of my, like, <laughs> that's uh one of my like uh sort of not secret hobbies like yeah, anyone that knows me knows that about me but um you know it's, i get that reaction a lot the <laughs> kind of like, um but like even my desk at work um for whatever reason uh the office that um we worked at uh that i still work at is just, like, this treasure trove of, like, giant moths and, like, cocoons and stuff like that. And um, I never catch insects that are still alive because, you know, I want them to be out doing the things that they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but if I come across one that's already passed away, uh, I nab it. So my desk at work oh, is littered with bugs and, <laughs> like, butterflies and praying mantises and stuff like that. Ugh. I mean, my sugar gliders would love you, and they'd probably eat your crunch, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to understand. I can handle a lot of things. Like, I've handled alligators, snakes, all sorts <laughs> of creamy, slimy stuff. But, and I guess bugs, for the most part, don't really ache me out. But you sound like a spider, and I don't like spiders. <laughs> <At all. laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have my collection of bugs. Uh, <laughs> you have one of two options. You're either oogie boogie or you're a spider. One of the two. <laughs> well, and that, it's funny because my my love of insects is uh, sort of selective, like, uh, which, you know, spiders are arachnids anyway, but they, like, they freak me out really bad, even, like, just tiny ones. I just, oh, they freak me out. Um, and even that, like, the bugs that I really like, they still kind of, like, skeeve me out, but I like them anyway. <laughs> I'm not really sure where it comes from. It's all, For me, it's almost like people that like scary movies or scary video games. It's like, so basically you know, you're Batman. <laughs> right, and that's what, yeah. And <laughs> my little blurb thing, I promise I'm not amassing an insect army to take over the town or anything. I'm not a... I'm not a little bit villain or anything like that, but, um, you know. I am, <laughs> don't, don't. I'm, try, I'm trying to breed a Xenomorph Sith Lord to help me take over this planet. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't honestly admit to the entire world. Hear me now. You know where they say with great power comes great responsibility? If I was to ever get superpowers, I'd be the greatest. I would be dark side. <laughs> uh, no, I'd be, I I'd be lying. all the way. I think so, too. I, I think I would be... full and total world domination. And if you disobey me, you shall die. It's as simple as that. No, no, that's my friend. They can live. You, you're my ex. You die. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't help it. I have a little bit... Home I never upset a man. It's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Yeah, I think I, guess, I always I, say... And, and I know... Spiders are arachnids and bugs are bugs, but you just mm. say the word bugs and my thought automatically goes to arachnids. And um, you're actually one of the few people who probably haven't heard this story. I actually got bit by an alligator running away from a spider. So <laughs> that's awesome. What luck. <laughs> yes, and the best part of the story is, is I was actually there to capture and relocate the gator that actually got a hold of my leg. 
But somebody decided to pick up one of the beautiful little banana spiders down in Florida and chase me with it, and I ran straight to the alligator. Oh, God. <laughs> I kind of like the <laughs> I don't like spiders, period. Like, I have literally sat outside of my house for three hours for somebody to walk up and go, can you kill that thing on the door so I could get into my apartment building, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that reminds me of when I uh, – when I first interned with Cartoon Network in 2011, that's how I got involved with them. I It was my first time on my own in a city that I'd never been to before with nobody I knew. And I had an apartment, and I went into my shower one day, and there was just this giant freaking cockroach just, like, <laughs> hanging out. And I just am, like, freaking the hell out and... I go to my next-door neighbor, <laughs> and I was like, can you kill this roach for me? And he was like, you're a fucking adult now. Do it yourself. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay, yeah, but see, I don't think people realize, when you live in, like, Kentucky or Ohio, like, a cockroach is, like, this teeny tiny thing that, like, you just yeah. slap with, like, two fingers and it's dead. And then yeah. you move to places like California, Texas, and Florida, and they become palmetto bugs. And the yeah. things fly. And that terrifies the living hell out of you. <laughs> I mean, but they're kind of like idiot bugs, too. It's not like they're, you know, they just, like, run into shit. They're kind of stupid, but they still <laughs> gross me out. And see, the palmetto bugs in Florida are, like, super highly intelligent. Like, they know they're not supposed to be in your house, so, like, they'll see you bringing in the groceries, and then they'll, like, pop out with a little head going, as soon as you open up that door, I'm getting in there. As soon as you open up that door, I am in that house. Like, <laughs> no, get it away, please. Like and then when they get in your house, they, they, like, hide behind your pictures and put their head out. Oh, are you still awake? I'll just hide back behind. Because you ain't going to pick up this thing, because if you pick up this thing, I will fly at you. <laughs> You're just like crap. It's tough there, which is why I suggest anybody who lives in Florida or any place like that that has palmetto bugs get cats. They'll pick them up, put them in the backup, and they'll never get out. There you go. We have three cats, so. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of cats do you have? I have. Uh, we have two rescues. We don't know what breeds any of them are, and then uh, my <laughs> wife has a cat that she's had since. She was a little girl, and so Zoe's like the crotchety old grandma, and then Minnie and Julian are like the annoying brats, and Minnie likes to piss on the bed and make me very angry. <laughs> oh, oh, what's that? I, I got my bed and pissing on the bed. So I got a puppy this year because oh. my dog's getting old. She's 15. You know, I'm like, I'll get a puppy. She'll teach her what to do. She'll be brilliant. She's <laughs> learning crap. <laughs> the third wow. night this puppy slept with me, she walked over to my face and pissed on me. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's probably fine. <laughs> I think I threw her up for like 15 minutes. I'm like, this is my mouth! <laughs> <laughs> and to make matters worse, like, I have this brilliant terrier. She's like 14 different types of terrier. The most brilliant dog you've ever met. The dog that I don't, I can't even put a leash on her because she thinks that's a punishment. So she walks around town without a leash. If I go into a store, it sits, stays. She sits and stays. I go in the store, get what I need, come back out. She's still right there. She doesn't run off. She doesn't go anywhere. And then I get a miniature Chihuahua Terrier and Pomeranian mix. That thing doesn't listen for crap. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a hoarder. It's everything gets grabbed, everything gets put underneath the bed. Mm. Mom will never find it here. So once a week, I have to lift all the mattresses up and pull everything out that that puppy pulls into underneath the bed. <laughs> and what does she do? She just grabs and puts it back underneath there. Mm. Yeah, maybe she's just trying to help you keep the floor clean. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is she's picking stuff up off of the couch. So with having three cats and a dog the mm. size of the cat, she thinks that she's allowed to climb on. The tables, like the cats. Uh, and then when she got into the Lego set and she started taking, like, Wonder Woman and all of them, <laughs> we had a problem. <laughs> she likes Legos to chew on. <laughs> that, um, I live with um, a German short-haired pointer and um, 
a, I think he's a pit bull lab mix. So they're both big dogs. Um, but whenever me and Annie and Joy, we play Minecraft together. Uh, so we'll be on Skype talking to each other. And they, when they play, they sound like they're killing each other. You know, like just they're, they're so big. And they're like, wah, 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 you know. And they're right. They love to be in my room for whatever reason. And so they want to be in my room, and they do that. So we're on Skype, and I'm like, children, what? <laughs> just like, quit, stop it. Like, I separate them, you know, and like, but you know, Annie will be like, I'm sorry. What? Let me help you with Minecraft here. You know what? If you crouch, you can't run. <laughs> There's a running joke with that. So um, on top of doing this podcast, I actually do Let's Plays. Mm. And my sister got me Minecraft for Christmas. I have never played this game. Okay, I'm a let's go kill something type person, not let's go dig a hole for three hours type person. (laughs) And so I'm trying to run through this world, and I can't Mm. run. For 30 (laughs) minutes, I can't run. I can't figure out why I can't run. I don't know what that little icon of me squatted down means. I just thought that meant I wasn't allowed to run. Oh, it's super close to the ground. <laughs> oh, and of man. course, since I do Let's Play, that got streamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I went I'm an awesome gamer, too. I'm a freaking noob. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I'm oh, actually no, playing that's... Minecraft at the same time as this podcast, so I'm multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> So you both play Minecraft. What else do you guys like to play? Uh, I like... I actually... Um, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead, Clint. Oh, <laughs> I'm um, I, <laughs> I have been super into the Fire Emblem Heroes game that just came out. Um, it's... I don't know if you've ever played any of the Fire Emblem games before, but they're like a tactics, you know, like um, turn-based game. And... Um, uh-huh. I'm just I'm in love with it. <laughs> like there's a uh, they call them gotcha um, mechanic where you know you turn in a certain amount of things to get the chance to get like a new hero or to add to your team, and um, it's bad. I haven't spent any money on it yet, which I'm very proud of, but I've been very tempted several times. <laughs> I just want you like I just want to reframe. I just want to reiterate the fact that he said yet. All right, so let's tell me because he said yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure. I like pretty casual <laughs> games myself. Like mm. I, I consider Fable Two and the, just the Fable series pretty casual because you can't actually die in those. But that's that's the appeal to me. You know, I don't. I like the story more than I like to actually like become good at a video game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I feel that. And then here I am. I play Star Wars Battlefront, Seven Days to Die, Destiny, um, get it off. <laughs> but I will admit, the Lego games are my weakness. Oh, they're so fun. They're just, I don't know what it is with Legos. It's like, Ooh! and then when they came out with Lego Dimensions, it's like, Ooh, Legos, can I get figures? And it's a game? Sign me up. I know my little brother spent a ton of money getting all those figures. Mm. Yeah, that's why you have birthdays and Christmas, duh. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, and he worked at Toys R Us for a while, so he got a. I think he got a bit of a discount, if I recall correctly. So. <laughs> okay, that, that's a place I could never work. Here, you're a toy collector. Do you have a job at Toys R Us? No, I'll never have a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> that's like making me work at a comic book shop. Well, I'm broke, and I owe you right. another 300 bucks. so um you guys have been doing this you guys have this comic coming out i mean you you guys go to i know you guys go to conventions because you guys will be at gym city comic-con april 1st to 2nd dayton convention center dayton ohio tickets online now at gemcitycomiccon.com i <laughs> no, I ain't promoting that show at all, am I? No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> um, which of course, you know, you guys are gonna have to put me up, put up with me there, because not only are they a sponsor, but I'm actually one of the managers of the show. So sorry, you're gonna oh, have awesome. to put up with me for a weekend. Cool. 
<laughs> That's rad. <laughs> but um, how many? You guys do more. How about how many commits? Yeah, let me try this again in English this time. <laughs> <laughs> I blame this on the flu. You guys do not understand. The entire city of Oxford, Ohio, right now has the flu. I I'm oh, serious God. when I think that I'm going to see an umbrella corporation helicopter come in and then they're just gonna be like vomit. I'm waiting for it. Like seriously. <laughs> I think somebody contracted the T virus and it's spreading around here. Like you can't okay. go anywhere, no fast food restaurant, <laughs> not the grocery store. You can't even drive down the street without seeing people driving going. <laughs> <laughs> but approximately, how many conventions do you guys do in a year? Um, it really just depends on what is within driving distance and what is within our budget. Um, this year. Uh, we Gym City is going to be our last one that we know for sure that we're going to. Um, mm. And then we have a, a gallery showing in Franklin, Kentucky in July where it will just be all about Ionic Comics. So mm. that'll, that's like a, a, a an Ionic Comics convention, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and then I applied, I applied to be at Dragon Con. Um, I've yet to hear back, but if... Mm. They accept, and we'll be at Dragon Con, but that's that's up in the air until they send out the uh, acceptance or rejection <laughs> letters. Which I love that show. I go to that show every year, but I don't actually mm. go. It's like the only show that I go to not to work. I just go there mm. to party because it's like the biggest party convention the world has ever seen. Well, we we go to every convention to work, so everybody's like, "Come to this thing after the thing's done," and we're like, mm-hmm. "You don't understand how tired and dead we are on the inside." <laughs> yeah, but eventually uh, you will have to start hitting those after parties because that's where you make your connections. That mm, trust um, me, I would I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for after parties. <laughs> that's actually yeah. a really like cool part of. Uh, ever since Annie brought me on to the team at Ionic, just how um, it's only been positive things for me. Uh, but a big part of that was I'd never been to uh, a comic convention ever to any of them. Um, so that was really cool for me to be able to go to those and not only be there, but be like at the table, you know, talking to people and um seeing people that got excited about our work. And this is before um, we had any actual pages to show just yet. So this was just word of mouth, just this is the thing we're making and we really hope you like it. And we got really good feedback and really positive responses. And that just felt so awesome. And then later on... You have never been to a comic book convention until then? I'm sorry? You had never been to a comic book convention until then? No, I hadn't. I know. <laughs> you poor thing. See, you got you got you, you got to go to a show just to be a fan one time too. It's a completely different perspective when you're a fan. Yeah, you don't realize. For sure. like, I don't think people realize there's three perspectives to every comic book convention. There's the person running it. There's the people at that table, and then there's the fans. And it's mm. amazing once you've seen a show from every perspective that there is, from a vendor slash creator to someone running the show to being a fan. It just opens up your mind and goes, you you will finally go, yeah, you can never please anybody when you run a comic book convention. I have sympathy <laughs> oh, yeah. for those people. <laughs> <laughs> to hear that you guys will be at Gem City Comic Con. Um, and then you said you had this thing going on in July. Do you know have dates for that yet? Uh, it'll uh, it'll be going, the, it, the, the show itself will be up all through the month of July, so people can just go in and look at the art. So it's like a an actual gallery showing, but I think there is going to be like an opening night sometime in early July, and uh, we'll just... I'm planning it out with the gallery owners that will have, like, a costume contest and just kind of make it almost like a mini convention that's just for fun. That is going to be so awesome. You have, just don't, don't do all, but make sure, like, the opening night and the costume contest is not the same weekend as um, um, San Diego. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> like, that's like your only competition in the month of July. Yeah. Well, I mean, and even, like, it, it's such a small town that it's in. Likely, it'll just get a bunch of local kids who probably couldn't afford to go to San Diego anyway. But I'm hoping right. that it'll be, like, I'm, I'm advertising it as something for, you know, like, preteens and teenagers and college students. Um, and little kids, of course, are welcome to come. But definitely our comic is more geared toward the the older audience, like teenagers. Mm. Specifically, but and forty-year-old um, and forty-year-old podcasters who have the mental capacity of a three-year-old got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, anybody could read it, but I think you know some parents might have issues with cussing. I mean, you know, my mom yeah. still tells me not to say uh, shit or, as she calls it, the brown word. <laughs> <laughs> the brown word. Serial <laughs> <From> uh, mom. <laughs> well, at least Ever. your mom's a better role model than mine. <laughs> my mom just looks at me and goes, you fucking bitch. What the hell? And the funny thing is, this, so my my relationship with my mom is, is and it, it shocks people, because I would look at my mom and go, look who's calling you a bitch, you bitch. And like people's mouths will drop. And she goes, and that's what, and geez, I wonder who you got it from. Like, that's my mom's answer. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's like waiting for my mom to like beat the hell out of me with like a flash water or something and it's like no you guys gotta understand this is literally our relationship this is how this is how my mom and I mesh at this point mm. it's like I, <laughs> once you've been your mother's boss in a fast food restaurant your perspective of your parents changed completely different I can imagine <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I love my mom to death because I would not have amazing AGP T-shirts if it wasn't for my mom's wonderful embroidery skills. So we love you, AGP mom. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your guys' future for Ionic Comics? Um, I think moving forward, um, we're wanting to continue to push out updates for variants. and then after this first graphic novel for Variance is done, move on to the second one. We're also doing a small slice of life uh, comedy comic that's just called Pants Comic, which is just me like basically goofing off and doodling out funny things that happen in my everyday <laughs> life. Um, eventually, though, we would love to get on extra creators and and some you know have on some additional titles that aren't necessarily superheroes, but maybe like a fantasy title or something like that. But, you know, obviously we we would be doing it immediately, but we cannot afford to pay extra artists. So, mm-hmm. and at the time, at, at the current time, we, it's just us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand the whole money thing. But, you know, I do know, I may be able to introduce you to some people who might be able to help you out for trading instead of money. Yeah. Well, maybe. I know, I know I know a few people. I have a few sponsors that owe me <laughs> favors. You never know. It might work out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. The one thing you have to admit, being in, being in this industry, especially with the independent comic creators, we're more than just a group of people. In all honesty, when it comes to the independent creator family, it's a family. It really is. I've seen so mm. many independent creators uh, help each other out, give advice, and I've seen them work on things to help other creators. So it, it's not, that's why I always go, I'm coming home, and everybody's like, what? No, you don't understand. When I go to these follow conventions, I get to see a family that I chose, and I love these people, mm. and I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we have a great group, uh, or a great group, a great team that works mm. on variants right now. Um, you know, Clint does the writing. I do the pencils and the inks and then the shades. Um, my good friend Joe Davis, he does yeah. the the panel art, the panel layout and the thumbnails, which kind of helps me get going so that way I can work on the pages a bit faster. And then uh, we have Cassandra Gruljohn, and she does the flats for us. And then we have Micah Myers, who does the lettering and he does an amazing job with that so like mm-hmm. we have a great support right now and uh I just love the fact that you're Michael Myers 
I love horror things. Even though horror video games just scare the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> Have you ever played any horror video games? Dude, Alien Isolation. That will get your heart pumping. Oh, I can't. Uh, literally, um, me and my roommates and our significant others were hanging out in one of my roommates' rooms, and they said they would pay me to play Outlast, and I would not do it. Would not do it. Because it literally makes my skin crawl, and I panic, and I can't do anything. (laughs) I played it one time before. I made it maybe five minutes, and I was like, uh, I wish we could show a visual somehow, but like I was somehow like hiding my face behind my arms while also trying to use the controller. <laughs> so, you know, I was, like, contorted around trying to protect myself from the scary thing. Um, so, yeah, I can't. I can't handle it. So you're saying you want to play Seven Days to Die with me, right? <laughs> if you uh, would like your stream to be me squealing the entire time, I think that would work. <laughs> <laughs> I need to introduce you to my friend DJ. That's pretty much how we play. Does that mean we I don't want to go outside. There's zombies out there. Who's going to be in the basement? Get outside. It's like, I'm a It's a stream. Everybody's talking. You can't even hear when the zombie comes up. They're just going to be there. It's like, that's either round. <laughs> Matter of fact, we were actually playing the other night with DJ, and I stopped, and everybody's like, "Man, you got quiet." I was like, "I thought I heard a dog," and then everybody started talking again, and then all of a sudden, I see DJ's character running and him whimpering in my hear- headset, and all of a sudden, there comes this dog. I'm like. <laughs> I thought I knew I heard a dog. <laughs> 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 he, he's not even yelling like most people. Get it! And he's just like, you know, you never two peas in a pod. I got introduced you to. Hello, guys. So we are almost out of time. So, um, real quickly, where can people find more about you and Ionic Comics online? Uh, you can just go to www.ioniccomics.com, and that gives you all the information about us, about how to reach us, and the location of our comics. Also, we're on Facebook. We're very active on Facebook, uh, in Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And anything else that you guys want to share before we leave tonight? Uh, thank, um, just thank you for having us on, and thank you for anybody that wants to take the time to look at any of our online presences or take a look at the comic. And, you know, we always appreciate new readers and any suggestions. We've got a contact page on the website there. So if anybody wants to holler at us, feel free to. Uh, I second what Clint says. <laughs> and I heard it because their stuff is actually really amazing. It, I've I've gone over to the website. I've dabbed in it a little bit, and I'm telling you guys, you guys are going to absolutely love this. And if you want to meet them in person, come out to the Gem City Comic Con April 1st to 2nd at the Dayton Convention Center in Dayton, Ohio. And again, you can get your tickets online right now at GemCityComicCon.com, so you don't have to wait in lines. Because for the last two years, we've had a line out the door almost all day for both days. So you definitely want to go ahead and pre-order your tickets, so you can just go, I'm in, and not have to wait in those lines. And of course, guys, if you want to learn, I'm serious. Like I, I showed up last year, not last year, but the year before last year, and I went. Is that line ever going to, I mean, not that I'm complaining, but is that line ever going to disappear? Because that is awesome. I love this. (laughs) And, of of course, guys, if you want to learn more about AGP, you can follow us over on Facebook at Amanda Gillen Presents. You can follow us over on our website, which is AmandaGillenPresents.com. You want to check out our YouTubes, you can find us at Amanda Gillen Presents there. Make sure that you subscribe so we can keep making you more YouTube content. You can follow my personal Twitch page, which is Amanda Gillen, and we are LadyVader79 because they won't let me put Amanda Gillen Presents on Twitter for whatever god-awful reason because they're mean <laughs> to me. I don't know. 
So I'm having to stick with Lady Vader 79 at this particular time over on Twitter. And on that note, remember that Gillum is spelled like a William, but with a G instead of a W. And on that note, guys, you all have a wonderful night. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody that likes to actually celebrate this holiday, because I know there's actually people out there that don't. Because you can... Ask Annie. I totally forgot that it was going to be Valentine's Day today when I said <laughs> that. But she's like, Valentine's Day. And I'm like, no, it's our wedding. Yeah, I'm going to have a Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. <laughs>